they're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars in many cases for right. these models. There's, there's no reason that we can't add a little bit of value to these homes for them through the use of products that are gonna, that are gonna make their lives better. Yeah, and you know, that's really the, the whole point of this show. We want to educate consumers so that they can drive industry change. So as consumers hear you talk about some of those products and processes that you are including in your remodel projects, they can think for themselves, well, I want some of that for my home. I, I want my indoor air quality to be better. I wanna make sure that the paint that's being used on the inside of my house is not kicking off tons of fumes that are gonna give my kids uh, asthma, whatever, all those things to get the consumers to help drive industry change because you're you're really kind of an exception, Paul. Not every high-end remodeler includes these things that we're talking about. And so you have to say, well, doesn't the homeowner deserve some of those things. Welcome to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and with us today is Paul Kokerchuk from Pathways DC, a remodeling firm in the Seattle area that specializes in not only helping their clients to create beautiful spaces to live in, they do so in a way that improves the indoor air quality leading to a healthier and happier family. Paul's received numerous awards for the work he's done. He's really been a leader in the industry. And Paul, welcome to the show. Ah, Thanks, Kevin. Hey, it's been it's been a little bit since you and I spent time together, and this is a great way for us to catch up and also do a little bit of consumer education. (laughs) All right. So, Paul, when interest rates are rising it for people who aren't paying cash uh it can slow the market for new home purchasing agreed i think so yeah i think given given what uh maybe the new consumer is used to uh for interest rates yeah Yeah. that's a great point great point if you're used to 15 percent then you're you're thinking that uh Seven is okay, but yeah. Yeah, if you're used to lower rates, it can take a little bit of convincing to make that move. But then if you also add to that, coming out of a market where interest rates were historically very low, a lot of economists say that people are not going to be in a hurry to sell their existing home and move up to a home that the mortgage is much, much uh, greater. How, are, are you in agreement with that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So what I wanted to talk to you about is what a homeowner or potential homeowner can do in that interim time where you're waiting for interest rates to get to the point of where you're comfortable. You're comfortable getting out of your home with a relatively low interest rate and moving into a new home that might have a higher interest rate. So during those periods of time, rather than doing nothing, uh, you can be gathering information for your new home, or you can be working on the home you're already in, remodeling your current home. And you don't have to remodel the whole home. You can just remodel a part of the home. So just make make a part that you're using much more enjoyable for your family. And I know that you've been doing remodels in the Seattle area for a number of years. You've won tons of awards. And I'd like to have you help us to understand how the remodeling process works in terms of a person coming up with, okay, this is where I want to focus in my home. I have a need. I'd like to have somebody help me bring this area to life. And and I know that one of the great ways for a person to become familiar with what's possible in remodeling are home tours. And I know you've been very active in the remodel home tours in the Seattle area. So to kind of help bring things into perspective for the listeners, I'd like to kind of go through with you some of the homes that you've had featured on the Remodel Home Tour over the past few years. How's that sound? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's start with the 2018 Queen Anne Kitchen and Powder Room Remodel. So 
This was on the remodel tour from the Master Builders Association of King and Snohomish County. So can you share with us a little bit uh, on this project? So like if I if I am um, thinking about remodeling my kitchen, what can I take away in terms of where was the house yeah. at before you got started? How did you work with the client? And then what was the finished product? Yeah, so this this particular project um, was from for a long uh, for a long time client. So this was kind of I don't know I guess stage stage two or three of this particular house that they owned. Um, so this is a, a home up on Queen Anne, and um, where this started was they like to they like to entertain they like to have family over. Um, their kitchen was kind of. Uh, it was like, like most older homes was walled off from the, from the dining room or, you know, the living room, right. Those adjacent spaces. Um, they also had a bathroom, a powder room that was previously installed by a previous owner of the home that was put in the dining room. And they found that to be like super awkward, right? Like they would have friends and family over and that was the only bathroom on that, that was available to any of the guests. Okay. So you were having a dinner party and somebody's in the bathroom, like right next to you. <laughs> that was just like way too weird for them. Um, and I, I totally get why it would be. Um, so uh, the idea with this is that we wanted to, to open the kitchen up to the, to the dining room space and get a bathroom on that main floor, but kind of tuck it out of the way. Um, so it wasn't so kind of like, Hey, I'm in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, and so this is the only remodel I have ever done where we've actually, um, shrank the kitchen. So the footprint of the original kitchen was, it was large. It, it had encompassed a back porch is something that we kind of found out during the course of the remodel. Once we started opening things up, um, I actually found the structure of a, an old porch that was incorporated into the kitchen. Um, so what we ended up doing was shrinking the size of the kitchen and then adding a powder room um, next to it, kind of in its own little separate hallway. Okay. Uh, or to give it a little bit of privacy. The thing was, is with, even though we shrank the size of this kitchen, we made it much more functional, has way more storage, way more counter space. Um, and all of that was done through the cabinetry and, and the design of that cabinetry in order to, um, you know, make it fit what the homeowner had so okay. that all of the parts and pieces that they have in their kitchens could be put away very easily um, and then brought out easily as well. Um, I don't know if it, if you can see it in any of the photos that you're that you're that you're looking at right now, but obviously I think some of these are available elsewhere on our on our website. But there's also we put in a flip up countertop um, on the island, um, so we have a, a rather small island um, in in today's standards. But we actually have a flip up uh, butcher block countertop that can be um, that can add another three feet to the countertop whenever they want to do like some prep and, and that kind of thing for, for their parties. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool. It can actually kind of morph into uh, kind of what their needs are. If you're listening to this program, uh, you can go, uh, you can download it as a podcast and then you can go to um, Pathway Designs website. And this project is titled Queen Anne Kitchen and Powder Room Remodel. And you'll see the images. So as I'm looking uh, at the kitchen shot, Paul, it looks super clean. And with the cabinets you just described, everything's in its place. You just walk in and I'm just imagining with the colors, it's very bright and, uh, and, and super comfortable. I, they must've loved this kitchen when you were done. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> it's an amazing space. I actually, I, we still go over there and we'll, uh, you know, have little parties and stuff that they'll, they'll invite us to. And so it's pretty, it's pretty cool to see the space uh, still being used and, and the condition that it's in and how they're actually kind of evolving within the space as well as a family. So as I'm looking like at the refrigerator, you basically carved it into a space. It uh, looks like a Liber maybe. Um, Really, yeah. um, you really maximized every single inch of that space. Like the, the refrigerator choice is a great refrigerator, 
but it's got that slimmer profile. So you're able to put it in that corner. And even though you reduce the size of your overall kitchen, that looks like a very comfortable space to cook in. Yeah, it's it's amazing. They love cooking in it. Um, the husband he loves to cook, and so the, I mean, the wall oven is you know it, it can it's a steam oven. It's I mean it's got all the bells and whistles. Like they they did not spare expense, right? Like with yeah. the with the with the function of some of the appliances and things that they put in. So they um, they really kind of thought about what they wanted and how they wanted to use the space, and um, did a did a great job. The um, the door that you can kind of see that's going out to the, to the small deck. Um, so that's a yes. lift, that's a lift and slide door. So that, that entire wall, like it's all, it's all glass. Um, the door is amazing. It's, I mean, you literally like can move it with your fingers. Like it's a super heavy door, but it, it just, it glides so, so nicely. Um, but so like with a lot of our projects that we're doing, we're, we may have to phase projects over time. And so everything to the, basically to the exterior of that door, um, besides the little deck that you can possibly see in some of the photos was a, a, a second or another phase of the project, which, which was completed, um, recently. That's a great well. idea. So it's, it's, and so it's nice that, you know, you, you think about kind of what you want to do, it's maybe not fully designed, but here's the, here's the intent. And we're kind of designing that in on a previous phase of the project. So, um, so what you're saying, if, if I'm coming at this fresh and I'm like, you know, I'm not going to buy a new house right now. I'm not going to commission a, a custom home because I, I don't feel like the timing is right. But, you know, I'm in my house all the time. I, why not do something at the place I'm living in? You're saying I don't have to go all in. I can have some things that I'd like to get done in my mind but I can work with you to start on maybe one of those things and just get the ball rolling and then to do the next thing later. That's right. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, it, very seldom had to have, I ever had a client who has an endless budget, right? So how do we, how do we break these, these pieces up to fit like the most, the, the, the biggest priorities? Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I think that's also, again, kind of focusing on remodeling and how the home builder, home remodeler tours can give a consumer some great ideas. Okay, Paul, so now I want to direct our attention to a project that was on the 2021 Remodeled Homes Tour. And you titled that project Modern Farmhouse. And I'm looking at some of the images. I see this massive timber that's sitting over the fireplace with, it looks like custom metalwork uh, holding it in place. This place looks super comfortable. I could just, you could just settle down in the couch or the chair with your cup of tea and just be totally relaxed. So what, what was the place like before you, before you started working on it? And how did you help the, the clients? Oh man, we're going to get into it on this one, Kevin. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is my own personal house. So my, well, my, you, difficult this, clients, difficult. Clients. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I am. I am a difficult client. I or I'm probably a difficult boss when I have my employees working out here. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this, this particular house was our, oh, we love this house and we don't have to do anything to it. Let's, let's move in. And, um, that was five years ago. And, uh, the first thing that happened was my wife started putting in, um, uh, started filling out, filling in the, the vanity in the kid's bathroom down in the basement and started putting okay. stuff in. And she's like, oh, it's a little wet under here. And um, I was like, wet? It wasn't wet before. And so went down and looked and figured out, oh, my gosh, the, it's been leaking um, in the vanity. And, you know, this is a common thing that we see a lot, too, it, when just doing remodels where mm -hmm. we'll find a leak that has been going on for years and years. It just doesn't show itself right. until it's actually, like, looking a little bit deeper. 
Uh, and that was the case on this. I pulled the vanity out of the, off the wall, found out there was act, the leak was actually in the wall in the copper oh, pipe. So it had been leaking for a really long time. We had mold growth um, that was going on down there. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't like the, the way that the bathroom was kind of laid out anyway. It was really tight and it just, it, there was one sink and I have two kids and it just, you know, it, it wasn't ideal um, for them initially, but uh, so started thinking about like, okay, if I got to remodel this bathroom, well, I'm not just going to put it back. Okay. So let's, let's redesign the bathroom and the laundry space. Cause the laundry space that was adjacent was really awkward as well. It was really long and skinny. Mm -hmm. Didn't allow a lot of room to actually work um, functionally in the space. So we ended up flip-flopping um, the laundry room space and the, um, and the bathroom space. So we created um, a really awesome bathroom space downstairs um, that is universally designed. Um, so with this, the intent was because it is ground level um, that should anybody in my family. So whether it's, you know, immediate family or my parents or my, my brother or wh whoever um, needs to come and, and stay with us or whatever, we, and they were in a wheelchair or a walker, couldn't get up and downstairs, we could have a comfortable space that they could actually function in. So we built a, we built a flush entry shower um, downstairs. We got, I put all the backing in all the walls. Uh, we don't have grab bars in at this moment in time, but everything's prepped. So should we ever have to, um, you know, add a grab bar here or there? Um, cause at this point, we, you know, you know, you have no idea where you would actually put a grab bar. So we just kind of put it in the walls, um, to make sure that everything is, is available. Should we ever need it? Um, we have a, a wall hung toilet down there. It makes it super easy to clean. Um, you know, having a teenage boy at the time who, um, you know, wasn't so great at hitting the toilet <laughs> either. So I made sure that like, we kind of reinforced, you know, tile on all the walls, right. <laughs> super easy to clean. Uh, so it, it was just, I tried to really think through like, what, what is low maintenance? What is going to, um, you know, get us through into the future? Cause when I think about like, when we're, um, doing remodels for our homeowners too, it's like, I, I don't want them to have to call me back in 10 years, in 15 years, say, you know what, I, we got to remodel this bathroom that you just remodeled because right. you know, one of us just had a stroke, right? right. And that's, it happens. I mean, it can happen so quick um, without, and without warning, right? Like, so um, we want to just, I, I want to prepare um, as much as we possibly can so that we're, we're not having to do those remodels um, in the future. Paul, let me ask you a question because you mentioned universal design. So uh, maybe you could just kind of explain um, to the listeners how when you are looking at a remodel, the fact that, that you, you really are conscious of, you know, exactly like you said, of making the home um, uh, able to be um, modified for the changing life circumstances of the family so they don't have to just sell their home and go find another one because something happened. So can you just maybe take a moment or two and just explain when you're working on a remodel, how universal design aging in place, how you try to build those in? Yeah. So we want to look at access. Um, so the way I like to think about the universal design uh, versus aging in place because they are, they are very much the same in kind of what we're trying to achieve. But, um, with the, with the aging in place piece, we are looking at like the occupants of the home, um, okay. and who, or who's going to maybe come and visit. Whereas in the universal design aspect, I like to talk a little bit more about like who, who are friends or family that come to visit. Um, maybe they don't stay overnight, but they live in town. Right. Okay. And they come for dinner or whatever, how can you, how can you make the space inviting and comfortable for them so that they can enjoy it just the way everybody else in the house can. Right. So that might be, how do they, how do they access, um, get entry into the home, right? Like, right. is there, is there a ramp or is there, is the house, you know, low enough so that it is just kind of a flush entry into the, from the sidewalk. Um, it, so just kind of thinking about those types of things, or we have a lot of times here in, in Seattle too, there's a lot of homes that don't have handrails, right? right. So how, how do we just get handrails in so that somebody can actually get to your front door safely? 
Um, so, and then with the, with the aging in place piece, we're starting to, we want to start thinking about, um, you know, what's, what's going to make the space more comfortable uh, for them to continue to age in the home, right? Like maybe they don't have a walker right now or a wheelchair, but can we make the doors wide enough um, so that they can get in and out of the bathroom? Should that ever be needed? Because it, more often than not, you know, I, I, we're starting to see that homeowners are wanting to stay in their homes longer because right. the cost of, um, you know, staying in a care facility is is so exorbitant. It's cheaper to have somebody come and live in your home with and, and take care of you than it is uh, for you to actually move out. So true. you could buy buy a new home every three years with what they charge you to be yeah. in a care facility. <laughs> Yeah, so those are just kind of, I guess, some generalities um, of what we're what we're thinking about. Um, there's it, obviously it's way more in depth when we get into lighting and all these other other things that can happen. Yeah, no, that's helpful. Just the fact that you mentioned that you went ahead and put blocking in, and that's just one of the things where when you're when you're working with a remodeler that is um, aware of the importance of universal design and 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 making the home resilient so that as your needs change the, the home can accommodate those things easily like if you're going to do a remodel anyway uh, uh, remodel the bathroom anyway uh, why not put the blocking in even though you don't know exactly where you're going to need to have the handrail later just put the blocking in now instead of having to rip it all open later and start start afresh so those were yeah. great clips. Yeah. And when we think about like a shower fixture or something, right? Like a handheld shower, like very nice to have, like if somebody's in a, you know, they have to sit down and in the shower or something, but they're also really nice if you don't have to sit down to clean the shower. Right. So they're very, it's very, you know, uh, it, it can be used for many different um, aspects of, um, you know, on the spectrum of what are you young or old? Are you healthy or you're not healthy? Um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Um, and so then if you would, let's change gears. Again, just reminding everyone that you can go to um, Pathway DC. Uh, can I talk about this one just a little bit longer, Kevin? There's yeah, absolutely. Kind of some weirdness here. So I'm going to go up, I'm going to pop upstairs here because you were talking about the living room and, and yeah. this fireplace. And so this was a whole, this was a whole thing. So when we think about like, say that the health of the home, right? Like how do we, how do we keep, um, say rodents or pests out, out of our home? Well, this particular home, I, I, I had PTSD for probably a year or two after we moved in, we actually had bats that were living in our, in our A-frame um, roof system. So we had, there, there was no way to actually see the bats during inspection because we only have a 12 inch cavity and there's no access into, um, doing that. But shortly after we moved in, we found, we found bats in the home. Um, and they were coming out of them in the middle of the night and flying of course, yeah. <laughs> over our heads while we were trying to sleep. And oh my God, it was, it was a thing. Um, but the, the fireplace was, uh, it had some like cabinetry and that kind of thing. And, and so one, and my wife had mentioned to me, oh, I'd really like to just kind of update the, get, get rid of the cabinets and maybe we'll just kind of update the mantle and, and do some tile around the fireplace and, and, and put like a wood mantle in, like you see in the, in the photo. Yeah. Well, so one weekend I'm like, okay, I'm just going to remove these cabinets and kind of see what happens. And so I opened up the cabinets and I pulled the cabinets off the wall. There was an empty void behind those cabinets. So the drywall at some point by some homeowner had been taken out and you could literally see like into the chimney chase. Wow. As I looked into the chimney chase, there's like, there's back guano, like a foot, a foot deep in there. Wow. It was like, literally like I would look up, I could look up the chimney and every horizontal surface up there. It was just back guano. Like, Oh my goodness. So at this point I'm like, Oh my God, this <laughs> project that I'm working on is going to like, just, it just blew up. Right. And this is, this is what happens in remodels. Like it just, you find something and you have to chase it a little bit. And this is, this is one of those things where it just, kind of, it, the project just kind of blew up on me. And uh, ultimately I think we ended up with something we're, really happy with and i think it looks way better than what the original design intent was mm -hmm. uh, going into this with, with just kind of doing something very 
uh, very cosmetic and it is very cosmetic what we did, but it was really intensive in order to um, seal everything off and get everything cleaned up. Um, and you know, so, I'm glad that you shared that because uh, the, the remodelers that, that I work with, um, they, they tell me that the custom builders have it made. They they shake their heads, and, you know the 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 custom builders committee, the remodelers council, um, the the remodelers tell me they say Kevin, look, they have a clean slate. They will go in, it's easy peasy. We yeah. go in and we we open up an area. We find uh, several feet of bat guano. Yeah, <laughs> they, they say you know it's. If you want to know who the real the real geniuses are, it's the modelers. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying, Paul, yeah, that's totally true. <laughs> Gosh, it's, yeah. Um, so I'll move to the kitchen here real quick too. Yeah. So the in the kitchen space, um, so all of the the cabinetry layout that you see there, as far as the boxes go, that's all original. Um, we sanded sanded them down. They were all oak cabinets. We sanded them down, filled them. Um, so that the grain wasn't, didn't pop when we painted the cabinets um, and then put new door faces on um, in the, there's one corner where you see some open shelving um, there. So that was my wife's idea of like, okay, well, what if we, what if we just removed a couple of cabinets here? And I am so glad that we did it because that removal of all that cabinetry, it kind of, it, it was really heavy yeah. in that corner and once we removed it it like that heaviness of the kitchen just kind of went away and then we put the shelves in and it really dialed that space in and allowed us to have a little little feature within the kitchen but it's still really functional i know a lot of people worry about like oh the shelves are going to get dusty and your mm -hmm. plates are going to get dusty it's it's not that big a deal um for for us and in, in our home and our, our home's not super airtight so it does like we do get a lot of dust but it's not it hasn't been a thing where it's been a big issue for us well it looks absolutely gorgeous and again uh if you're if you're listening uh you can download this whole program and then uh go to paul's website and as you're listening to the recording you can look at the images because i'm looking at the kitchen and the colors are super easy on the eye. The backsplash is just a, an attractive uh, tile. I'm looking at those open shelves and imagining in my mind if there were shelves, or if there were cabinets right there and comparing the two. And Paul, you're right. It totally changes the look. Uh, it makes it a, it's a very open feel. Uh, I really like what you did uh, with this space. And I also... I love taking stuff that's existing and bringing it back to life. So the fact that you took those cabinet faces and reinvigorated them and they look spectacular now, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You'll see on the, the seating area of the Island. And then we also have a little uh, like um, coat rack area on the wall that has. Um, so on the, on the underside of that Island space, there's kind of a design. Yeah. That and there was some different colored woods and all that. That was my wife and one of my carpenters kind of like coming up with this dream of like what all this is. So those, that those pieces of wood were salvaged is salvaged fur from my brother's home remodel that he did a couple years prior. We had torn out uh, some fur floors and we'd stored those fur floors and we've actually used that fur floor. Um, well, we used it in this project and we've used it on like three or four other projects um as well so it's, it's been it's kind of cool to actually see that that still continues to have life as well that's pretty awesome so if you're just imagining you know here you are you're thinking you know i'm not going to buy a new home right now but i'd like to do something with the home we're in so you're like the kitchen it's not quite where you'd like it to be so you go on one of these home tours you happen to go into a place that paul or, or another builder has remodeled and you see these little touches and it just helps you to start thinking through what could you do at your place? And it's like Paul said, he took some, some salvage lumber and his wife and the craftsman and they made a beautiful little space underneath the countertop. It's, it's gorgeous. Um, but, but then you get these ideas 
And then when you're working with the remodeler, they will help you really bring those ideas to life. Like you saw that the, the, this salvage uh, uh, lumber uh, reclaimed and reused. And you start thinking about your countertop. And again, you're working with the remodeler. And one of the funnest things, to, in my opinion, when you're doing a, a construction project is the creativity that can take place between you, the owner, the person writing the check. So you have a, a vested interest in, in what happens, but the creativity that could take place between you, the owner, and the the craftsman that you hired to help you bring this dream to life. Back and forth, an idea. The craftsman says, well, what about if we try it this way? All of a sudden, you come up with something super cool that once it gets installed, it just makes the space. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good way of putting it, Kevin, because it truly is easy. I mean, the, the carpenters that work on these homes, they, are, they truly are craftsmen. Uh, it's obvious from the images. Okay, Paul, so let's move to uh, the last project that I want to discuss. This is from the 2022 Remodeled Homes Tour in Seattle, and you titled this project Functional Farmhouse. So I'm looking at the images, um, and I start with this kitchen, and I'll tell you right now, if you saw this kitchen, which hopefully you'll go on the website, <laughs> Pathway DC, and, and look at it for yourself. But if you saw this kitchen, you're going to say, this was a job well done. The countertops are absolutely gorgeous. The blue cabinet faces with the stainless hardware. Uh, stainless is repeated throughout the kitchen. And it just brings everything together. The, the flooring is absolutely gorgeous. Did it look this nice before you got started? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was a worn out farmhouse. Um, it had been well. It had been well used and, and loved. Um, so the cool story, the cool backstory with this is this is a generational home. So this home has been owned by seven, several generations of the same family. It's That's just cool. kind of passed down. Um, so as we were kind of going through this um, remodel, it was, it was interesting to kind of hear the stories of like, oh, my grandparents, I do remember when my grandparents did this. And it's, the house mm -hmm. has just kind of over the years kind of slowly been expanded onto because it was this it was really this farmhouse that had all this land in Burien area of Seattle. And it um, it was like it was kind of this lone home, right, with, with all this acreage and all these homes were built built around it. Um, so it's kind of this uh, it's cool little uh, feature um, within within the neighborhood. Um, so. This was a this was a couple um, who came to me uh, pre-COVID and said that they were looking to um, remodel their home and wanted to make sure that it was aging in place ready for them. So they, they love this home. Um, they wanted to stay in it for the rest of their lives. And how can how can we make it a space that they could they could really enjoy and pass it on to their kids as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it. I want to I want to give props to the architect and designer on this project as well because they we went through several iterations of design on this. So you know when you when you see like home shows on on TV, right? Like it's like oh we built this and all that. It's it's that's not that's not the reality of okay. kind of how this works. And so we worked with uh, Borden Vellum on this project, and they they. Uh, they put together a fantastic design um, to kind of pull all these pieces together that allowed us to actually, you know, build this okay. beautiful structure. Uh, but it wasn't, it, it's not as easy as just that, right? Like we went through several iterations of design and budget to, to get it to a point where the homeowners were comfortable with how much we were spending on the project. So there was, uh, you know, this grand vision that gets designed and then, and then we start, start pairing back. Okay. Uh, in order to, to meet the needs um, of the project. So this is not the original design, but it is, it, it meets the needs of the homeowners and it's, it's, it's stunning um, when, you, when you walk through the home and it, it takes care of a lot of the problems that were within the home during, um, there's a, there was a point in um, 
one of the hallways of the home that there, there was an addition that was put on. Well, that addition that was put on was actually the foundation and, and the framing were built too low. Okay. <laughs> so they just left it, right? Like they didn't, they didn't false, false frame the floor up to kind of level everything out with the rest of the home. They just had this weird little step in, <laughs> in their hallway. And then it kind of ramped, it kind of ramped it, ramped up as you kind of walk down the hallway. It was really odd. It's super, that is odd. <laughs> super bad tripping hazard. Um, <laughs> if they were, you know, when we're talking about like aging in place, like those are, those are no-nos. Yeah. Um, so we, we were able to kind of go, go through this project and, and, and fix a lot of those quirks and really give them just this amazing space. That they, like, there's a walk-in shower in there. Um, we have, you'll see in some of the photos, there's like a, a music room um, for, the, for the homeowner. He loves, to, he loves to jam. So he just kind of can go in there and, and jam. Um, the wife has her, her little um, room for her hobbies as well. Um, Let's see what else. Uh, oh, the porch. I think the porch is kind of. You know, there was a porch on this home, but it, what we we kind of created this this porch that really now is a, is more comfortable. To I, that's a lot of kind of what what I like to when when we're looking at at these home remodels too. It's not just like that interior space. It's that connection between that indoor and outdoor space because that that can give us a feeling within our home like it yeah. just. It, without us even knowing it, like we all need nature in our lives. And so how do we, how do we bring that nature into our homes? Um, and, and the porch is kind of one of those ways that we did that within, within this space. They can, they can sit on the porch with friends and family, play cards or have drinks and, and overlook their garden area. And it's, it, it's just, it's a fantastic, it turned out to be just a fantastic space. Yeah. I see that. I'm looking at the, before and after pictures, I see the porch and you're totally right. That is such a comfortable space. And, you know, um, some of the research that the NAHB has done has pointed out that uh, more and more people are appreciating the value of those outdoor living spaces as, be, as being just as important as the indoor living spaces and being able to transition comfortably back and forth between the two, spending more time outdoors. Um, yeah, I see that. So I, I'm noticing here, Paul, that you have like some great um, hardware, like the 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 um, the faucets in the yeah. bathrooms and the faucet in the kitchen. Um, why are they so gorgeous? I mean, are the <laughs> site like, is is that the kind of thing you can help the clients do? It's like fine those uh, those really neat little additional things that just make the space pop yeah that's that's a really good point kevin it, it is because it is those little touches that really can kind of set the space off um absolutely yeah so the, so when we approach a project um like i said we we partnered with borden bellum on this job and that's the way that we like to approach all of our projects is have that have the team together so that we're all rowing in the same direction with the same goal in mind with the same information. Um, and that's, that's how we, how we love to approach our projects. It, it makes them, um, it makes the whole process go faster. It makes the, you know, it keeps us all on that same page um, moving forward. That's fantastic. Yeah. The, the quality is just evident there. So again, I encourage everyone go to, um, Pathway DC's website and and look for those projects. Uh, listen to the recording while you're looking, and the, you'll you'll be amazed. So let's change gears just a little bit, uh, Paul. Um, can you talk about Pathway DC, the company? How did you get the business started? So I I started out working for right out of college for Eagle Hardware and Garden, who got bought out by Lowe's. Um, I worked in their store development area right out of college, which was an amazing job. Uh, Lowe's purchased Eagle. I got laid off. I start, I came back to Seattle, started working for um, a company who did a lot of public works projects. During that time, I started getting exposed to, because they were public projects, they were starting to um, push the kind of the green building Okay. Aspect of, of construction. There's one particular project that stands out in my mind and it, and it, it was the Pierce County environmental services building, um, down in university place. Um, fantastic 
building, incredible views, um, sits right above Chambers Bay um, golf course. It's just, it, it was probably far and away one of my most favorite projects that I've ever worked on. Um, but that was, this building was a test project um, for every other uh, Pierce County uh, kind of green building or, or lead. It was really before kind of the, the push um, started happening, but it was to get a sense of kind of what we were going to be doing. Um, actually, my son's going to be going to Wazoo this year, and we were just at orientation this last weekend, and I met somebody who works in, in Pierce County, and he's like, you built that building? That was like, when did that get built? And I'm like, oh, you know, it's like probably 23 years ago, 24 years ago, something like that. He's like, that building is amazing, and it still looks good. He's worked for the county for 20 years. That's cool. So that was, yeah, and I haven't been back since we were done, but I, I want to... I. I refer back to that building a lot in what we're, what we're doing. When I see a lot of the green building aspects that we're, that we're putting into projects, it's not just commercial, it's also residential. Um, and there was, there was so much testing that was kind of going on at that point in time. And it's kind of cool to kind of see how that, how it's evolved into where we, where we are today. Um, so fast, fast forward a little bit. Um, I got laid off from that project um, in 2001 at that point, um, I used to work for my grandpa who owned a construction company in Seattle. He also owned a lot of properties. He was starting to sell off his properties then. So I was working around those um, properties, getting them ready to sell. Investors from California were coming up, purchasing those homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't just purchasing his homes. They were purchasing other properties um, as well in Seattle. They saw me working around and um, said, hey, I got this other property. Do you want to go over and remodel it? And I was like, well, got nothing else going on. <laughs> Might as well. And then I was like, well, I should probably get a business license if I'm going to do this. So let's just kind of make this legit. And, yeah. Um, so the first, the first client that I had, she asked me to recycle the drywall that I removed. Uh, okay. from, it was from Berkeley. And so she kind of had that green mindset kind of yeah. going into the project. And at that point I was like, wow, oh, where the heck am I going to recycle the drywall? Right. Like it wasn't, it wasn't as easy as it is um, today, but I did find a place in Tacoma, <laughs> drove, the, drove the board down there and recycled a few sheets of drywall just to make her, um, you know, feel like she was, she was doing something. Yeah. Um, after that, it just, the, the projects just kind of evolved. Um, and we did a, we did a, uh, I say we, I had some business partners and we did a, a spec home in the Finney Ridge area of Seattle. Um, and this was 2007, um, timeframe. So right, right before the dip, um, kind of started happening. And at that point we started, we were seeing a lot of people, um, pushing energy efficiency of homes. So the types of HVAC systems, the types of insulation that was being put in the walls, um, and it was all about, it was all about that energy efficiency. Um, it, it seemed to us that like, there is, there's gotta be something different here that we put out on the market, right? Like mm-hmm. how can we distinguish ourselves a little bit differently? I had met somebody from, um, the American Lung Association who introduced me to the master home environmentalist program that they had. Um, it's an eight week free or eight weeks, I think eight or 12 weeks. Anyway, it was, uh, it just kind of talks about, um, you know, the toxins and air quality and environments and just kind of gave us an overall background. The first night I came home and I was like, I started like cleaning out like all of our pots and pans, all that were all these like no stick stuff that was peeling. And yeah. like, my I was crazy. Like she's, I'm like, no, you don't understand like, <laughs> what in this stuff like that we're eating when we cook eggs, right? Like I learned so much in, in that project. So that kind of led us to kind of think, okay, we should, we should start looking at like the types of products that we're putting into our homes and how, um, how those can affect the indoor air quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the space. And so that's, that's kind of the direction that we started going, um, was really focusing on, on that particular project was the types of carpet, you know, put in wool carpets and the types of paint that we selected. Right. Low VOC paint was not a thing at that point in time. Um, types of cabinetry, floor finishes. It was, it wasn't easy, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't super difficult. There were resources available to us. Um, we, we put that, home on, um, on a, on a small little tour, um, uh, and like 
we had all the, we had 30, 40, 50 people coming through at a time um, just to kind of view the home. And what we, so once we put the house on the market, we were seeing homes at that point. So the dip had started happening. We were seeing homes 90, 120 days, 180 days on the market. Like they okay. were just holding, like nothing was moving. We put ours on, it sold in seven days. And what we found is that it was the, it was that differentiator of the yeah. health aspect of it. We still had energy efficiency, but it was also incorporating the health of the health of the home. So it was, it was a little bit bigger of an umbrella that we were trying to hold that experience kind of led me to believe like, Oh my gosh, there's, there's something here. People, people do want this. They may not understand what it is yet. And I don't truly know that I fully understood like what it was. Um, but as, as the business has kind of grown, we've, you know, kind of added all these bits and pieces of like, how can we, how can we make the home, um, you know, more, more healthy, um, for the, for the occupants of it and healthy for the environment. And, you know, just kind of thinking of really that green umbrella, like getting bigger and bigger, um, and, and starting to like incorporate some of the programs, um, that are available, um, to us with, with that as well. So thinking about, you know, like, uh, the, the uh, built green, um, through our local home builders association, uh, or, um, we don't necessarily, we don't do typically lead for home, but there's other, there's other aspects of, um, programs that, that I use. Um, so like the living building challenge, mm -hmm. I, I use parts of that in our residential, um, remodels, um, in order to achieve, um, you know, some of the goals that our homeowners are trying to achieve. I'm now, now starting to push that envelope a little bit further, working on getting our passive house certification um, as well, which like, as I've learned about that, like that's even more encompassing of like how, how I see our company moving forward um, in the future as well. So it's, it's, it's cool to see that there's these programs out there. It's so much easier than it was just a few years ago to make small tweaks in the design in order to, add those green aspects, um, into it and just give the homeowners, they're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars in many cases for right. these models. There's, there's no reason that we can't add a little bit of value, um, to these homes for them, um, through the use of, you know, just products that are going to, that are going to make their lives better. Yeah. And you know, that's really the, the whole point of this show is because, um, want to educate consumers so that they can drive industry change. So as consumers hear you talk about some of those products and processes that you are including in your remodel projects, they can think for themselves, well, I want some of that for my home. I, I want my indoor air quality to be better. I want to make sure that there's a uh, the paint that's being used on the inside of my house is not kicking off tons of fumes that are going to give my kids uh, asthma, whatever, all those things yeah. to get the consumers to help drive industry change because you're, you're really kind of an exception, Paul. Not every uh, high-end remodeler includes these things that we're talking about. And so you have to say, well, doesn't the homeowner deserve some of those things? So I, I really appreciate your kind of drilling down and talking a little bit about it because really the consumers are the ones that benefit because that may make the difference on which builder you choose. The builder that will give you a great looking new kitchen, but also design it in a way that makes it easier for you to get around or or make sure that you've got a home that allows you to spend as little money as possible and heating and cooling. So again, it, it just helps to know what options are out there so you can make uh, a more informed choice of builder or remodeler. So I want to change gears a little bit because uh, Paul, you have won so many awards on your, on your website. They're there. It's like two pages of content uh, <laughs> awards, <laughs> awards for the, the quality of the uh, construction process awards for you as an individual in terms of the impact that you're having on the construction industry for uh, residential construction. 
One, so you listeners, you can go and check that stuff out. But what I really want to talk to you about is the customer service awards that you've won multiple. And on your website, it talks about uh, your your guild quality awards. Can you talk at all? Uh, I will give you two minutes. Can you talk at all about <sighs> how important customer satisfaction is to you and and how that really drives how you built and remodel homes? Yeah, I, our, our customers truly are our biggest cheerleaders. And I, I you know, I, I said it just a little bit ago, right? They're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in many cases with us. Like, the, or, or sometimes they're spending 25,000 or, or 10,000, right? Like in some cases, that's a lot of money to somebody. And I, I just, I truly believe that everybody deserves that same experience all the way across the board, right? Like we want to give them what what they're paying for. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I think we're, I kind of consider us like a boutique kind of um, contractor. We're very, we are, we do have our niche um, that we live in um, with, with the health and the the green building and and that kind of thing, but also that the customer service aspect, right? Like making sure that this is a journey that they enjoy because it truly is a journey. Um, It doesn't, it doesn't just happen like that. Like we have to, I want to, I want to know everything before we're putting it in, like before we even sign the contract, because ultimately then our dollars are dialed in. We know what these are going to cost. So, you know, we open up walls, we find back one we find other issues, right? Like, but it, for the most part, we're I'm really trying to dial in what those numbers are for the homeowner. So they have a really good idea. So it's not just an open checkbook in, in their mind. The homeowner is like what we focus on and making sure that that experience is, is right for them. And that's through, you know, communication. Um, you know, we, we love to have communication with our homeowners and making sure that we're all on the same page. And if they have an issue, we want to know about it um, so that we can correct the problem before it becomes a bigger issue. That's beautiful. So um, Paul, if someone is interested in learning more about Pathway DC, uh, remodeling, how, how, how can they reach out to you? Yeah, our, our website's probably the best way. Um, there's contact us forms kind of all, all over that, all over the website, but it is uh, pathwaydc, like dogcat.com. Okay, so website there, phone numbers there. I have really enjoyed catching up with you, um, Paul. I'm a big fan of your work and uh, you do lots of um, presentations at different uh, association meetings throughout the country. It's always great to hear you speak on those issues of uh, universal design and uh, indoor air quality. You're very passionate and that's what we want. We want that passion because you're gonna find ways to convince us to invest just a little bit more so that what we come away with from the remodel is a home that not only looks great, but is better to live in. So I wanna thank you again for being with us. You've been listening to designing and building your dream home. I'm your host, KT, and we will see you next week.